to Hanging in the Nest with your host, Josh DeHawk Alonzo and Max the Turkey Rubenstein. Monday, and we are hanging in the nest with the hawk and the turkey. We are back in action. A wild week of sports, and we are here to talk all about it. Max, how are you feeling? I'm doing pretty good, man. I have Is that to because? Say, I was just going to say, I have to say, like, you know, for those of you that don't know, we hit the links on Friday, and it was great. Yeah, you had, I think, probably the best performance I've seen you ever do. For me, I was every other hole. You know, I felt pretty good on one hole, and the next hole was disastrous. The next hole, I was good. So, like I just got to get – yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we just got to get a little more consistent there. Before we get into the news, as always, Max, give us the bird fat. Let's talk about those eagles. Mm. Okay. Now, this is interesting, and I figured people knew this but didn't know the reason why. Did you know that bird eagles aren't actually bald? (laughs) I knew that. I knew they weren't, but here's the reason. Okay, they have white feathers on their head, and the only reason they're called bald eagles is from the English word piebald, which means white-headed. Interesting. Now, I don't know, should we be calling them the white-headed eagles instead of bald eagles? Just doesn't have the same kind of ring, though. I feel like bald eagle does sound better. So, yes, let's go with bald eagle there. But there, there's the reason which I did not know. Uh, sadly for you and me, Max, there were no eagles at the golf course. No, that'll never happen. Well, hey, we can dream, right? I can definitely dream. Let's try to get those birdies first. Let's get that. That's true. That's true. All right. So let's get the news corner. into the news let's start in the nfl max i saw a story today blast from the past the jacksonville jaguars signed tim tebow as a tight end to a one-year contract he's 33 years old i have two questions for you max as a mets fan are you like thrilled that he's out of your organization and not wasting time on this fool anymore and two is it about damn time Tim Tebow did this? Like, why didn't he move to tight end, which people were telling him to do years ago when he was yeah. still in the prime of his career? When he played for the Broncos, there's always this clip of him throwing a football in practice. And it is just the flobbiest, flobbiest throw I've ever seen in my life. And I feel like I could do that and get paid the money he's getting paid. Um, as a Mets fan, I think when Steve Cohen came on and realized, what is this? Who is this person when he's not a baseball player? He's like, we're going to let you go. So here's my little thought. Do you think this is a way for Tim Tebow to get back with his favorite coach? And yep. maybe try to steal that spotlight from Trevor Lawrence and maybe get some reps as a QB take over. And then here we go. No, no, there's no way. I think he really is going to be. He'll be a gadget player, which is what I always thought he was going to be in the NFL anyway. I think it's just taking a lot longer for him to realize that's what his role was going to be. Will Tim Tebow throw a pass in the NFL next season if he makes the roster? Absolutely. 100%. I, I could see him running a touchdown, throwing a touchdown, and catching a touchdown all in the same season. He has that athletic ability. 
I think it's how just old, a shame. How old did you say he is? 33, but he's in great shape. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's in great shape. So, all right, that's interesting. I, I'm, I, I heard that him saying, you know, maybe this is a way for him to kind of sneak in that quarterback and say, "Come on, Urban, you know, you know, I got it in me." Okay, Trevor Lawrence, if he struggles, you know, people are going to start saying it. You know, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's possible. So, other NFL news though. The Colts at a left tackle. I told you they'd add an offensive lineman. I just did it after the draft. Eric Fisher, the Chiefs' left tackle, now going to be the left tackle for Carson Wentz. I think that's a huge pickup. It's Quick a good move. Not have to move over to left tackle. He can stay at guard, where he is the elite of the elite of the guard position. So I think it's a big move for the. Just going to see if he's if he's healthy, if he's good to go. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, they have to rotate in, but I think if he is healthy, Fisher could be huge for these guys. All right, carry on Johnson, released by the Lions and now is claimed by the Eagles. Mm. <clears throat> I don't think there's anything big here. You know, we can obviously talk fantasy later on, but I don't think there's anything here besides a depth move just to kind of make sure, you know, it's all good to go for Miles Sanders. Yeah, I mean, I think Miles Sanders also, you know, he's had some injuries coming into the NFL, so I would say, like, you know, they need the depth for sure. Maybe on, like, goal line or short downs. Maybe Miles Sanders isn't the guy that they go to. Um, excuse me, and as we get into the fantasy season more in the NFL, we'll talk about players to draft and where people go. But, you know, Sanders, to me, is always kind of in that Tier 2 grouping. He's not the elite status because I think he doesn't have the body to kind of hold up like like a McCaffrey, who obviously got hurt anyway, the Kamara's of the world. So I think Sanders yeah. is kind of a step down from them. I agree. The only other news I had about DK Metcalf. Can we talk about this guy? Freak. Listen, he ran, what was it, 100 meters? Yep. And this was basically to qualify for the Olympics. And I think he needed to come in third, obviously, or higher to you make it. And he ran the 100 meter in 10.37 seconds. Now, this guy is 50 pounds heavier than anyone else in the race. And I have to tell you, I saw the highlights of it. He was in it. Like, it was, he was there. And I think it just, you know, he slowed down a little bit towards the end. But I thought, I mean, this guy is a beast. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, he beat two guys out, which is impressive by itself. I think the, uh, the winner was at 10.09, so he's at 10.36. I mean, crazy how well he did. He's been trying to get into the Olympics. But, yeah, I mean, he – if you watch the highlight of the race, he is an arm and a leg bigger than everybody else. So, just impressive that he's able to get out there and his speed. And really just good news for the the Seahawks. He's just a talented yeah. athlete I mean, and he's going to be there a long time. I have to tell you, I wasn't quite sure which one he is. So, when I watched the video and they started running, I go, oh, there he is. I found yeah, him. Yeah, I yeah, it, it was yeah. not hard to figure out who is who he was. Because it's clear he was the biggest, biggest sprinter in that race. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right, moving on. I'm going to take on the NBA next, and we'll head to the NHL after that. We'll finish up the MLB. Last week of the NBA season here, we got about four games left. The Celtics and Lakers, two perennial playoff teams, two perennial champions, both right now in the play-in tournament. The Lakers wow. have been stuck, continue to stumble. Zion Williamson out with a fractured finger. Pelicans are trying to make a push there towards the end. Don't think it's going to happen now with Zion out. 
the 76ers on an eight-game winning streak. So that's great as they're kind of getting hot. They are the clear number one seed in the East. The Knicks beat the Clippers last night, which you got to love. The Knicks playing very good basketball. It's interesting, though. The Knicks have not clinched a spot yet. They will. They have 68 games. They only have, you know, four games left. It's unlikely that they don't make it. They should clinch any day now at this point. But they are in the four seed, and they have a three-game lead on the Celtics, who are the seven seed. So the likelihood of them playing in the playing game drops drastically here. I think they have a good chance. Most likely going to be playing the Hawks or the Heat in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. Tough matchups, but doable. So I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, for no, honestly, yeah. nobody thought it, right? So I think anything right. is good. Yep. And then the last bit of information I have here are last week I was telling you about the teams that were clinching. The Nuggets and the Mavericks have both clinched playoff spots since last week. The Mavericks, on the other, uh, though, Still haven't clinched whether out of that play in bracket. They are two games above the Lakers right now with four left to play. So it could still happen, but the Mavericks are in the driver's seat. They keep winning, and they will be able to basically bump up against the Nuggets in that opening round. Not a good draw for them, but Luka, if healthy, can pretty much do anything. So have some confidence there. All right. It's going to be a wild week. Uh, NHL. Yes, let's get to the NHL. So this is the weird thing. It was in a perfect world. Well, in a perfect world, you know, there'd be 82 games. But in a perfect COVID-shortened season, last Sunday, or this past Sunday, was supposed to be the end. But with all these makeups, they kind of went into this week. So this is the final week of the NHL as well. As, for example, my Rangers were done on Saturday. They don't have any more games. Our Rangers, by the way. Of course. They were done on on Saturday. And they have not, you know, they they were done. And there's teams who still have a bunch of games left to go this week. So it's pretty much makeups. Having said that, we have Carolina locked up their division. And the only thing is seeding in that division, Florida and Tampa Bay, who are two and three, are the only teams that are not, you know, set in. But they're going to play each other anyway. So it's pretty much just home ice there. In the East, Pittsburgh locked it up, their division uh, winners, and then it's seeding between Washington, Boston, and the Islanders. The West is still up for grabs, okay? The seeding is all over the place. Four, the top three teams are separated by five points, with St. Louis locked in as the fourth. So everybody's in the playoffs, but everybody is still up for grabs and where they're going to be. I was just going to add that St. Louis, it's like if you look at how their record is compared to the other teams that in their division. It's crazy. It's, like, it's not even close. I mean, nope. Vegas, who's the top right now, has 23 more points than the Blues. Yeah, that division was pretty much decided a while ago, which is crazy. But the North division is the only one that is actually still not decided. Now, Toronto yep. did lock it up, but – Edmonton is good at two, but then three and four are pretty much up for grabs. Yeah, this is what I was going to say before you uh, said anything. Vancouver has only played 43 games. So Mm -hmm. they still have seven games left. Now it's all because of COVID issues, but they still have seven games to go. So even though it's slim, they have a chance to get into the playoffs as well. So are they getting in all seven games? That's what I was going to ask. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look at the schedule for this week. I know there are games throughout the whole week. I'm not sure exactly when they're considering it ending. 
but I know they're going to try their hardest to try to get them all in. I mean, looking at the calendar right now, Vancouver does play most of the days. They play Sunday. Um, I went backwards. Sorry. They play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and you never hear of game teams playing three days in a row. No, so that so, should. The Wednesday's the day off. I apologize. Oh, okay. A Wednesday's day off. Then it's Thursday. They're off Friday, but then play Saturday, Sunday. So it looks like five games right now. They're so going to maybe they're going to try to get as many as they can. I'm not uh, too sure, but that's how it's going to be. A lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot is still up for grabs. Only other news I wanted to bring up was Rick Tockett of the coach for the Arizona has been relieved, or he won't come back. They mutually parted ways, and then Jonathan Tortorella of the Columbus Blue Jackets is also being relieved of his duties or, again, mutually parting ways. So those are two coaches that are on the market. A lot of teams are going to be looking for coaches. And last but not least, I want to bring up the wild week for the Rangers. Okay, this was crazy. I think it was Monday or Tuesday they played the Caps. Tom Wilson, who's been suspended and fined a number of times, pretty much – sucker punched somebody who while he was on the ice and it led to fighting and craziness and he threw a player down onto the ice and almost really hurt him and he was only fined five thousand dollars which is the most you can get fined but people were expecting a suspension right the rangers didn't retaliate in that game and people were kind of upset about that they send out a letter to the nhl saying oh you this is ridiculous how you guys didn't do anything about that they themselves are fined 250000 for that letter, okay? The NHL's fly, uh, basically fined them for that. They played again on Thursday, and there were six fights in the first three minutes of that game. So they responded then very well. There was a line brawl right away, which was crazy. Wilson got, you know, beat up a little bit, and then everything was good. And then the Rangers fired their president and the GM, a lot of di- uh, disagreements with Dolan, but you know he's been messing with the Knicks, and now it looks like he's coming over to the Rangers to mess around. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really weird off season for the Rangers. So that's what I wanted to end with uh, on the NHL because the Rangers were just crazy. So yeah, right. it was crazy for the Rangers. Sad way to see uh, their season end with all the fighting and whatnot. But um, next year, yeah. All right, let's move on to baseball. Josh, any news to bring up? Yeah, let me, let me give you a stat line here. How about three for three, two RBIs, two runs, a walk, and a home run? Whose stats are these, Max? It's actually my little brother's. As he goes out in a blaring, <laughs> glaze, uh, uh, go, goes out with a bang, basically, as he uh, – his Montclair State Baseball University did lose in the playoffs, but he went three for three with a walk, two RBIs, two runs, and a home run in his final game of the season. Wow. That's the way to go out, man. I, mean, I thought lose. you were going to say Acuna Jr. or, you know, <laughs> Trout, and look nope. at that. Sam Angelo, he's uh, out there. He's ready to be drafted by anyone that, on the MLB that wants him. So. Wow. All right. I like the uh, promotion. No. Let's get into some real news here, though. Jacob DeGrom, Max, exiting with tightness, man. This guy cannot – the Mets can't catch a break. I think you're the yeah. unluckiest team in baseball. Is that just, just me, or is that how you feel, too? I don't know. But they just came out earlier that he's going on the DL. Um, there's no damage, like no structural damage or anything like that that the MRI revealed. They're going to sit him down, which is a good move because it kind of gets him to relax 
get this healed up as best as he can so it doesn't happen anymore. So, yeah, right. he's going on the DL. Um, but I'm, I was going to bring it up later, but as unlucky as the Mets are, they have the highest winning streak in the league at five games. I mean, it's so. impressive. They're, they're playing better. Maybe firing the hitting coach is, is paying off here. Mm-hmm. But I think that the – What's going on this season to me is the injury bug is still out there, man. It sucks. It's brutal. The The Pirates, again, you know, people don't really focus on the Pirates, but still, they just lost uh, Colin Moran, and they had to move Kieran Byron Hayes to the 60-day DL, so they're banged up, and they like the injuries and the hits just keep coming. I have guys like Anthony Rendon, who was on the IL, came off, went back on, is supposed to come back off, I feel like these teams are kind of using this as like an excuse to like put a guy on like a inactive list for a few games basically and call people up if there's like a little bit of tightness so they don't lose yeah. their roster spot. It's um I feel like it's getting a little crazy on how they're managing these injuries and they might have to look into like the rules a little bit of how they're gonna handle this. Yeah, I mean it's 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 rough. I mean, there's so many injuries. You know, Cabrian Hayes, like you said, he's not gonna be able to come back till June. And it actually June. looked like he was getting ready to come back. He was taking swings, seeing live pitching and, you know, but besides that, let's talk about Alex Kiloff on uh, Minnesota. Here's his scenarios. He's going to swing a bat soon. If it goes well, he's back. Good to go. If it does not surgery, that's literally the scenario they gave for their young prospect. Who's good was hitting well, but those are wide margins of, you know, options there. It's crazy. Yeah, the fact that there's no in-between there is, like, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like, can you play through that injury that's out there kind of thing, which is, yeah, I just think there's some risk going on here. The guys just keep popping up on, on the DL here, and, and it's it's getting worse. So I don't think it's getting better. And, you know, the way with some of these players are uh, – sorry, these pitchers are pitching out there right now. You got a bunch of no-hitters now. I think we're up to four on the season, which is oh, crazy. Like four and a half if you count uh, Bumgarner. I guess four and a half. Um, so it's been a weird year. A lot of injuries, some intense pitching. My boy John Means, I really thought was going to get that perfect game. He obviously screwed that up. Uh, he got a no hitter. I mean, come on. Well, did you see why he got a no hitter though? I didn't. So basically, he struck a guy out. The catcher dropped oh, the ball yeah, and yeah, he yeah. got on first base. Like that is, it's like he didn't even walk the guy. He hit a guy. The catcher drops his strike three, uh, and that is why we talked about this before. I hate that rule. That yeah. guy should have been out anyway. What else, Max, on baseball do you got for us? So let's talk about the Red Sox. They have the best record in MLB. They are 22-13. and 13. I would not have seen it coming. I'm not sure what's more shocking, the Knicks or the Red Sox right now. The mm. Red Sox look great right now. They're rolling. Worst record, Detroit, 10-24. and 24. Colorado is not far behind at 22-12. and tw- I'm sorry, 12-22. and 22. But we have bigger news to discuss. Our team, this was our baby going into the season. The Kansas City Chiefs are on an eight-game losing streak. Oh, yeah, the Kansas City Royals are on an eight-game losing streak. Josh, what's going on? You know, I'm not really sure. It's it's a little devastating that they're playing bad. I feel like a lot of it comes down to their pitching. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the offense has been a little rocky for sure. Don't get me wrong. But they let up last – the White Sox, nine runs, nine runs. Then they got shut out 3-0. They got shut out 4-0. So not good on the offensive part. They lose 5-4, 7-3, and 8-6, 13-4. So, like, when you're putting up numbers like that, they are putting up four to five runs. 
but they're letting up 13, seven and nine. Like you're just, your pitching is just imploding. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know what's happening there. I think they have a couple of hit guys that are still hitting well. It's just, I think the pitching has imploded. Yeah. Hopefully they can turn it around, try to help that dream still be alive. And I think the last thing I had Max here is Albert Pujols was yep. released by the angels. I think it's a sad day. The machine. I love those ESPN commercials, of course, but you know, I don't think anyone's going to pick up Albert Pujols. I just can't see it being. No, this is one of like, those signs uh, to the Cardinals as a one-day contract so he can retire as a member of the Cardinals. I think that'll happen uh, sooner rather than later. We'll see what uh, he decides to do. He did say he wanted to play, but, you know, numbers don't lie. Doesn't I guess, like, like, what I think about is, like, how does the team not catch, like, the such the decline would have happened in spring training? It's not like yeah. his spring – like, why – like, to make this move now, you're obviously, like, a little over a month into the season. You know, you still have time to adjust, but it's like maybe you should have just had a younger guy come in to begin with. Like, wh- why do right. this? So – It could have been a little bit of a respect thing, but, yeah, he is uh, done. And like I said, I could totally see St. Louis signing him one day just uh, he can retire. Yep. All right. I think that is what we got for news. Let's- Behind the line. Let's talk bets and parlays, pickups, little recap of last week. The Hawk blew it last week, had a couple of decent picks, but had a couple of games he missed. How was your bets last week, Max? I think you might have hit on something. So Friday, I had a perfect day. I got my three uh, games correct. Mets money line, Minnesota money line, Chicago minus 1.5. A cool, nice nice little bet there. Besides that, it was a little rough. Uh, My Monday bet, I missed it by one game. Colorado did not cover their spread by – I'm talking about Colorado. The Avalanche did not cover their spread by 1.5. So that was definitely a killer, but a little bit of good in there as well. All right. So let's talk about some bets this week. I didn't post mine yet, but I'm going to read it out now. The first thing I'm going with, I'm going all NBA. got a four-team parlay I'm feeling real strong about. All right. I'm taking the over 236.5 with the Wizards and the Hawks. Each of their last three games, both teams have put up over 130 points, except one game, I think the Hawks put up over just over 120. But you combine those two kind of scores, you're talking into like the 260s. So, again, I don't think they're going to be that high scoring of games, but the teams are putting up a lot of points. So give me the over in the Wizards-Hawks game. Portland, I'm taking the money line over the Rockets. This is kind of like, you know, I get a couple shoe-in bets here. So give me Portland over the Rockets. Then I'm taking Memphis money line over the Pelicans. No Zion, no problem. Memphis is going to roll the Pelicans. And then I'm going to take the Bucks minus six and a half. Over the Spurs, the Spurs are losers in four over their last five. Give me the Greek Freak, minus six and a half over the Spurs. So that is my four-team parlay. Mix it and match it, do what you got to do, but I like those four games for Monday night. Nice. I love them. I like it a lot. Uh, That is a high-scoring game for Washington Atlanta, so I hope it works out for you. Yeah, listen. They're high-scoring teams. They don't play defense, so I I feel like feeling good about it. 
All right. Moving over to me. I like to combine some baseball and hockey. Not a lot of baseball out there, so I was looking at some matchups. Boston and Baltimore, I'm picking the over. I was looking at the two pitchers. They are not good pitchers. Martin Perez for Boston has a 440 ERA. He doesn't go long in games because he gets shelled. Jorge Lopez for Baltimore. Face Boston. Moving on to the other one, the under in Texas and San Francisco. Big ballpark, pitcher's park. Weather's going to cooperate with it. You got two good pitchers on the mound in Alex Wood and Kyle Gibson. Okay, they are going to crush it. I'm hoping keep it under. In the NHL, Oilers, Montreal over. You got Connor McDavid, who scored 100 points in about 50 games. I mean, that's amazing. Absolutely crazy. He's killing it. So I'm very confident there. The Oilers have hit the over in three of four, and Montreal's hit the over in two of three. And then the last one, I'm picking Carolina, money line against Nashville. Carolina has to win because they have a chance to get the President's Trophy, which is great. It's for most points in the league. So I think they really want this win. They've beaten Nashville six to seven times. So give me those games. And let's hope for the bet. Again, you can mix and match, do what you want. So those are my four games that I like. All right. I like it. Sounds good to me. Let's get into pickups. Focus only on MLB today, Max. I don't know if you did the same or not. Of course. I'm going to recap kind of what happened with my guys last week. So not as good of a week. Rafael Dolis, not my fault, of course, but he ends up going on the IL with a calf strain. So not much you can do there. Nope. Mitch Garver, for some reason, didn't really play a lot last week, but he did go three for 10 in those games with a home run and RBI. So he had only 10 at bats last week, um, had a home run and RBI, but it seems to be really in a timeshare right now. Looked like he was playing a little bit more the week before, and that's why I went for it. And then John Gant played the Mets. He only had two runs in four and a third, but he had six walks. So he had a bit of a control issue. I still like Gant. I would not give up on him. I just think he had a bit of an off day. The Mets have been hot, as Max alluded to earlier. So not my best pickups there, but we got three more for you this week that I like. First one I'm going with is Robbie Grossman. Last week, 368, three stolen bases, one home run, and four RBIs. He's not super flashy, but I think he gives you the ability to hit some power and have some stolen bases, so I like that. Next, I'm going with JT Brubaker. Okay, he's got the Cards and the Giants. I think both decent matchups on the season. He has 37 Ks, 2.7 ERA, and two quality starts. He plays for Pittsburgh. And finally, again, as we say every week, closers are tough. But I'm looking at Tyler Rogers of the Giants. It seems like Gabe Kapler is willing to give him a chance, and why wouldn't he? In 19 innings on the season, he's a .92 ERA. That's a .92 ERA, less than a run per right now jake mcgee's been struggling so give me tyler roger as a potential reliever pickup all right i like um john gant as well i was looking at his stats also he just doesn't go long into games so if he can start you know not walking people i think he'll be fine he's got a 193 era over the course of i think his last three starts four starts so he's doing great my pickups were not great either. Austin Riley only had three hits last week. 
Mm. You know, kind of stunt there. Austin Hayes was okay, seven for twenty-five, so not terrible, but he didn't hit any home runs. So he only had four runs and two RBIs. And Logan Webb got absolutely destroyed in his one start this week. So not great there, but we get back on that horse. I'm looking at Willie Calhoun. This is a mm. Texas outfielder hitting 327, but an 867 OPS. He is got six runs, two home runs, six RBIs. He's on a six-game hitting streak. The thing is, he's batting leadoff most of the time. He's kind of flip-flopping with uh, Kaya Falefa. But even though Chris Davis is coming back, they've already said he will still be playing outfield. So Willie Calhoun could be a great add for you there. Another outfielder on St. Louis, Harrison Bader, hitting 250, not great, but he has an 887 OPS because he's got three home runs, four, I'm sorry, he's got three home runs, eight RBIs, he even throws in some stolen bases. He's coming back from injury, so this guy, if he's healthy, could be good to go. And then a couple pitchers I'm just throwing in there for you. Adrian Hauser has looked good recently, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Rich Hill, I think he's 40 or 41, has actually looked pretty good. Yeah. So look for them. See if they're out there. Those can be some good options for you. I like the picks. I like the picks a lot. MLB season is hot and heavy, so we will stay on top of it. Court is in session. Let's get into some debate topics, Max. Let's do it. All right. You, so, yeah, I got a go question first. for you, Josh. You are the NBA wizard here. Okay. Okay. Who do you think is the best NBA player under 25? And I'm going to give you some names, but if you have others, I'm going to let you go with it. So, you got Luca, Zion Williamson, LaMelo Ball, and Donovan Mitchell. So those are some yeah. for you. If there's anybody else you like, let me know. I would have it's just, so obviously we don't prep for any of these times. So you said 25, correct? Yeah, best player under 25. So yeah, I, I would want to check Jason Tatum out there as well. I, I don't know what his age is. He might be right around that. I he's 23. He's, I, yeah, I was gonna say he's on that list as well. I think Devin Booker could be out there, but for me, it's Luca. I don't think it's close. I think Luca provides something to me that most players don't, which is just a presence on the court where he can basically do anything. He passes well. He shoots well. He's a good rebounder. And he's a kind of guy that I think really makes the teammates around him better because of his ability to drive to the net and dribble. He opens up spaces and lanes for everybody, gives them that better opportunity of a cleaner shot. Now that's not to say some of these guys, other guys aren't good, right? I think Tatum is a great scorer and can really light it up. Same thing with Jalen Brown, another young guy, the two Celtics. Devin Booker, to me, same way, good scorer. I think Zion's an interesting one. I think Zion's like a a man out of time because I think he's the kind of guy who is playing an older school style of basketball because he's this aggressive, low-post type guy. He does have a shot, though. Um, I like him quite a bit. I like Donovan Mitchell as well. But for me, right now, I'm thinking Luka Doncic uh, would be the guy. Now, I know you don't watch a lot of basketball, Max. What was what your thought and some of the research you've done? Well, I, I was looking at it. I think a lot of people hate on LaMelo Ball because of the name. But, you know, sure. he's looked so good so far in his young NBA career. Okay. I, I really like him a lot. But I do think I agree with you. I think Luka is on a different level with these guys. I think he provides everything, whereas everybody else on your list, like you said, gives you maybe one or two things. Like, 
Luka gets the rebounds. He's a great passer. Nobody really talks about that, but he has great hands, and he shoots really well. The only thing, and I don't know if you saw this report about Luka, he wants to stop complaining because I didn't realize how many technicals this guy gets. Yeah. Okay. He's gotten so many technicals this year because he complains a lot. Yeah, so, he also he got a, yeah, I think he got ejected from the game the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's averaging almost 30 points a game, 28.2, eight rebounds, 8.5 assists. Yeah, he does um, it all. He does it all. I think they need to continue to get a better team around him. But this is a, a guy that's shaping up to a Hall of Fame type career in only three seasons, right? He's close to averaging triple-double type numbers, and he's super young, super talented. Yes, I guess he's got to stop complaining, but I, I do like him uh, quite a bit. And, yeah, if I was starting a team today, give me Luca. And I think Zion's still – I think the jury's still out. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, a lot of these players on this list have had multiple seasons. So let's see how Zion does. You know, ask the question in two more years and see what happens. Yeah, I want to see if he could stay healthy. I, 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 Zion's the real deal, in my mind, at least, has the intangibles to be the real deal. Will he be able to hold that out? We'll see. But um, he's a gifted guy. And, you know, there was like some talk, even though, I, you know, talk is just talk about like him maybe wanting to play for the Knicks when he played at the Garden the first time. Uh, I would love Oh, to snap. How yeah. about that? The, the rumor mill starts early. I think he's like six years away from free agency. But, you know, <laughs> us Knicks fans like to plan early. All right. Let's get into it. I got a good one for us today, Max. And you and I might have started talking about this a little bit on the golf course, but I want to go a little further with it here, okay, for the group. Aaron Rodgers' current situation right now is – wants out of Green Bay, right? He's not happy, and he's looking for that new team. That hasn't been officially reported by him. It's just been reported, right? So I have two two thoughts that I want to get from you. The first one is focus just on Aaron Rodgers and, like, what do you think of that situation? But the second one is do you feel like the athletes should have so much of this power now, I'm not saying they have, like, so much more power than anybody else, but in the, the sense that Rodgers, basically, who has signed a contract, is getting paid millions of dollars by this organization, says, I want out. Now, they have two options, basically. He either can retire because the Packers don't trade him mm-hmm. and end his career, which is the Packers' right to not trade him, or they trade him, right, and hope that they get whatever value they get for him. But – that has been a common theme, especially in the NBA recently. But, you know, the NFL has slowly getting into that trend of players wanting out. And Deshaun Watson wanted out of Houston prior, of course, to all his scandals that are currently going on. So, yeah, let, give, me, give me your take on the Packers situation with Rodgers and just general, and then I'll, I'll weigh in as well. So, I think, it's, first of all, this is not the first time Aaron Rodgers has wanted has this – thought has come out his displeasure with the Packers and you know all that stuff and I think you brought it up even with all that crap Packers won 13 games even with them not drafting the way he wants them to the Packers won 13 games so I think Aaron Rodgers maybe needs to quiet down a little bit play his game Um, but again at the end of the day his life, his decision, let him do whatever he wants. He's made enough money in the NFL. He could retire now and be totally happy. Okay. Let him go play, you know, post Jeopardy and stuff like that. Personally, I don't think he's going to retire. I think this is a lot of talk and I think he'll be playing 
first snap for Green Bay will be Aaron Rodgers. I 100% wow. believe that. Wow. I really Bold do. Prediction? I guess, but I, I really think this – I feel like this happens a lot with a lot of athletes, a lot of sports. They say these things. Nothing really happens. It's a lot of just talk. They come together. You know, maybe they give Aaron Rodgers an extra signing bonus or, or something just to keep him happy. But your, your other question was about, you know, the power. This is a lot of power, but especially in the NFL, which is a super heavy contact sport, you got, it's your, it's your, they're the ones that are going out in the field playing. Okay. Right. They're the ones over there risking, you know, I wouldn't say they're, you know, totally their lives, but they're the one risking injury to put on, you know, basically a show for us fans. So, you know, if you're not happy, you don't want to do it, you know, retire, see what, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, for me, I have two thoughts on this. One is, you know, in general, I would say this, I think the NBA is different than the NFL where the NBA is guaranteed a contract. And so I feel like the players you've chosen to take that hundred million dollar contract and sign with this team and, a lot, sometimes players after like one year, like I'm out, you know, like I, I don't want this anymore, which like I, that I, I, I don't buy. You're guaranteed your money no matter what happens to you. Right. You wanting out, right. James Harden in Houston, like you, you sign this extension, you force your way into a trade, basically somehow the nets of all teams get them and these mega teams form. I just don't like it. I, I think it's BS. And you know what? They should have just said, you know what, James, if you don't want to play for us, great. Go home and retire. Or sit on the bench, and we're just not going to. Or like, if that's how you're going to get your money, or you're just not going to get paid, go home and get be retired. Right. The NFL, I think, is a little different because it's not guaranteed contracts, and to and they do get hit the way they do, like you were saying. I think to avoid this, the NFL has to guarantee contracts. The contracts would be shorter, most likely, but I think the you could increase the amount you get for a shorter period of time, but guarantee all of the money, and I think. That would elude from some of this, like, well, I don't want to be here, and my con- I, they can just opt out of my contract anyway, which I get it from a player standpoint. From a Roger standpoint, though, they all have been 13 and three, three years running or two years running. Right. I don't know what else they're supposed to do. Like, is he so butthurt that he they took a quarterback in the first round? If they took him in the third round, right? If they took Davis Mills this year in the third round, would he be saying anything? My guess is no. He wanted some other player. But I don't know what else you're supposed to do. His defense has never been as good as they, they needed him to be. The only time he won the Super Bowl is when he had a great defense. The offense was very good, of course, but they also had a great defense. So the bulk of the time, the Packers have been drafting defensive players because Aaron Rodgers himself lifts him up. Do the Packers win a title if because they what they trade for Will Fuller in the season, which was like a rumor? Does that give them a title? I don't know if that's true. Maybe it gives them a 14-2 and two season instead of 13-3. and three. But I don't know if that guarantees a title. And if you're the Packers organization and you're seeing your team 13-3, and 13-3, and three, and yes, you're coming up a little bit short, is your answer to go pay some wide receiver $60 million for the next three years because Aaron Rodgers wants another guy? Like, it, it's a tough – there's a balance here. And I think the contract situation needs to be resolved. This guarantee opt-out crap that the NFL does, what's like, well, we're going to give you 40 up front and you signed a hundred million dollars, but I can get out of the other 60. It's like, so you just signed a $40 million contract. It's not, the rest of it's fluff. It's BS, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if players want to do something like that, I, I think that would help them. The issue of course, is they do get hurt. They do a short term deal. It may not work out for them. So something that needs to happen here. I don't know what the answer is just yet, but I'm kind of tired of just hearing these 
all the players just complain constantly that they're not happy with the situation that they're in. You make 90, more than 99% of most people in, the, in our country. Very true. It, it's hard for the, the casual fan to sit there and say, you know what? I feel, ba- I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. He's, yeah. he's a mega star making millions and millions upon dollars here. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying the sadness. Right yeah. Now. I got to tell you, I never, ever feel sad for these people because you know, you want to put me on the bench and make league minimum. I'm all about that. So right. I'm in, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be the I, I, I definitely don't feel the sympathy for him. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Like I said, let him go host Jeopardy if he wants, or let him play for the Green Bay Packers, which I think they'd be crazy to trade and even think about it. Like, again, like you said, with not a guaranteed contract, most of, I would say a good majority of the power is on the team. So right. they could say, like you said, you don't like it, you can retire, but we will not be releasing you. Right. Okay. So you want to sit on the bench and not play? You can make your money, or you could shut up and play football. So, all, all right. right. What do you got for me next, Max? This is an interesting one. Will we ever see a two-sport athlete succeed again? So I was prefacing by talking about, for example, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, guys who have been good in both in two different sports. You know, make it big. You know, let's go back. You know, let's go back even a little bit. Jeff Samarja was a great wide receiver, decided to pick baseball, was, you know, just okay, but he never tried. We got Russell Wilson. You know, we got these guys who have maybe, you know, thought about it and stuff like that. Do you think we'll ever see an athlete like this again? Well, I mean, we just talked about DK Metcalf who wants to run for the Olympics, right? There's, right. There's Tim Tebow tried. But I would say this. No, not well. And here's my reason why. Kids today are really being trained more and more to be one sport athletes, right? If you want that college scholarship, if you want the opportunity to be great at a sport, you need to dedicate your time, resources, and efforts towards that one sport to be good. And that is where I feel like a lot of the youth and the coaching is heading nowadays. And so it will steer players away from being that two sport athlete. I think that happens more and more in society today. And I think it's a problem, right? especially for younger kids. If you want to like learn and try different sports, think what, like when I was growing up, I played a year of soccer. I did baseball. I did basketball. I did football. Like I tried things, you know, and like, I think you need to be able to try things to really understand and get away from this whole one sport thing for something like that to happen. I just don't see that. I think with the way prices of school are and things like that, parents are going to push their kids to a sport, whatever, whatever sport that is and have them fix, fix on that because most of the time you're not getting recruited because you're like a good high school star. A lot of these players are playing in leagues outside of high school in the summer and do these travel leagues. And that is where you get noticed. But if you're doing multiple leagues of different sports, harder to get noticed. So yeah, I I don't see it. What what do you think here? I think that is definitely a good point. I do think people is trying to steer them to do one, you know, but again, people get drafted by, you know, a team, and, you know, that's it. They That's where they want to play. They don't want them to leave, you know, for example. Right. Unless something were to happen and they say, yo, I want to go try baseball like Tim Tebow did. You know, Russell Wilson, if I remember correctly, a couple of years ago, he actually went to spring training with the Yankees. He did. Okay. I don't know if he got in a bat. Maybe he did or maybe he played in the field. I don't remember. But, again, like, that's crazy because, like, you're technically signed to a contract. But you talk about these athletes who are great who maybe play five years of football and then, you know, say, you know, let's go try baseball. 
for five years and stuff like that. It, it's yeah. interesting. There's been others, you know, Vernon Davis. It's either Vernon Davis or Antonio Gates. One of them was a phenomenal basketball player and football player, and then he went to football and stuff like that. Yeah, I know wonder both for sure. I think he was a basketball player that became a football player and ended maybe, up being great. Maybe that's so, what yeah. it was. But there's yeah. always been that talk when LeBron was more in his prime. Could he be a tight end for the uh, yeah. Cleveland Browns? Yep. It would be pretty crazy to see what he can do. I feel like LeBron probably, LeBron's probably one of those people that could do it, but like just never did it. I mean, he's obviously a gifted athlete, but I think overall it'd be hard to pull off at this point. Yeah. And I think something like with Russell Wilson's case, Seattle's got so much money invested in him. There's no way they would let him even an attempt in at that. Not in like a real situation and like right. a, a fun, like, Oh, publicity stunt thing, which is what I feel like the Yankee thing was. So, but just in a more real sense, like DK Metcalf, you know, that would be so crazy if he did qualify for the Olympics. It'd be amazing. Okay? Like, that's something that is a possibility. You know, forget about, sp- like, the four major sports. Talk about just being an athlete like that. It would be so crazy and so cool. So, maybe, hopefully this doesn't deter him and he keeps going and maybe tries again, you know, and, you know, see what happens. Because I thought it was great, like, watching that, you know, clip of him. Yeah, agreed. All right, my last question for you here, Max. It's a biggie. Okay. You and I like horse racing. I guess so. Kind of do. We looked at the Kentucky Derby. We picked our horses. We thought we were going to win. Our horse, of course, did not win. Different horse did, but it found, we found out that the horse was cheating. Well, maybe not the horse was cheating, but the people who owned the horse and the, and the, tra- the trainer were cheating. There's still an investigation going on, but here's my thing for you, Max. Okay. If this is confirmed, the horse that got second place, who I can't remember off the top of my head, I, I had it up before, um, which was one of our horses, by the way, mm-hmm. um, will end up becoming the Kentucky Derby winner. But we will not get paid for that. And if you're a, a fan that doesn't do it online, you use a ticket, right? Most people rip up the tickets. It's Mandaloon was the the plate. This yeah. guy got second. Hot Rod Charlie got third. They both would move up. Um, how do you handle something like this? Like people that won, like one, I guess, is it BS that they're like the testing has happened afterwards? Like so there's testing before. They of course know when that testing is. They then do it and then hope they don't get mm. tested after. Like there's just there's and horse racing. There's been cheating. I think forever. You know, my dad was big into horse racing a lo- for a long time. Um, we used to talk about how trainers used to cheat and juice the horses a little bit. And, like, that was like a no. It's like a known thing. But when the amount of money that someone might have bet on the Kentucky Derby, which is probably a lot, yeah. finds this out, how pissed are you? First of all, we're still talking about horse racing, right? And cheating? Like, with yes. steroids? That's insane to me. If you could have told me, name the sport <laughs> that you would think would be cheating with steroids i would not put horse racing on that list anywhere near um the story came out apparently about the reason why the horse may have been you know tested positive for it or whatever but i think it's honest there's nothing you could do like at this moment with all the money and all the betting it sucks like don't get me wrong like we bet a huge um what's it called like a pick four or the trifecta right you imagine if like that was ours and we hit that that would have been insane but I can tell you, my father did make a bet, and he won on the cheating horse. 
Do you right. think I'm gonna they're gonna go up to him and say, Hey, can you please give us the money that you bet because you actually lost? Like it's not fair. No, I, but I, no, of course not. But it's just like that's the part that sucks and pisses me off. It's I mean, like, it, it does. No good answer. It does suck, but in no way should you be. I can't believe I'm saying the horses should be peeing in a cup. Maybe the day of the race. Like I, I'm shocked. This is a thing. Like they test it before and then after. Like what? Yeah, are, what are you going to do about it after? Like it's done. Right. Like what's the point of testing after if you've. Like yeah, they get right. stripped of it. Like, do they not? Maybe they, they don't get the prize money themselves. I don't know. But yeah, as long as they bet on their own horse, which they're legally allowed to do, and they won, that they're finding like it's just it's a joke. I think it's a big joke. I just think and, it's crazy. Yeah. So, well, wow. that I just I just can't believe it. I, I just can't believe that we're talking about horse horses cheating. Well, it was a light week, of course, and. uh I will say this next week, we're going to do some big playoff previews for some hockey and basketball. We're going to get deep dive into that. Yes, it's going to be fun. So. The top 10. All right, Max, let's do our top 10. This is a biggie. It's Jersey time. We are combining our sports. This was a tough, tough list for me. I'm sure it was tough for you. Do you want to go first with your top five or your bottom five? You want me to go first? I want you to go. I want you to go first. I will say this was tough. And it's gonna be I mean, our lists aren't gonna probably come even close to, you know, being similar. So I think this is straight up whatever happens, happens. So Josh, give us the bottom five. Bottom five, but these are still the top five. Of course, top these are the best. Give me the worst of your best jerseys. That's what I want. I, number ten, I got the New Orleans Saints in there. You know what? There's something about that black and gold that I just like respect and love. It represents, I think, a lot. You know, when I think about it, when I like continue to grow into sports, um, you know, there was Hurricane Sandy and like the the different effects that happened with Katrina and all these different like natural, you know, like natural events that occurred of course and like thinking about like what the city of new orleans has been through through a lot of these different natural events right i just there's something about that that symbol that stands out to me that jersey that stands out to me so give me the saints 10 i got the blackhawks at nine i got the um brewers at eight the heat at seven and the cowboys at six yes my dallas cowboys are in that mix but they are at six um I talked a little bit about the NBA with the Heat. I think I really like those Vice jerseys. They've had some great evolutions over the years, so I like yeah. the Heat jerseys. Blackhawks the same way. It's a classic jersey that's just been around for a while. And the Brewers are newer in the sense they have these, all these new jerseys out there that I just really like. I'll talk about another jerseys of a uh, baseball team that's changed recently that I like as well. But that is my bottom five. All right. So there are a couple of uh, similarities on our list. But number 10? I'm going with the Steelers. Okay, this just the black and gold. It just looks great. It's a classic. It's I'm pretty sure it's like never changed. And that's just like something good that you look for in a jersey. Number nine, I'm going Golden State Warriors. Okay. Wow. I, I, I just I think it's an awesome jersey. Okay. I love I just like I like the look. Like I said, it's something about the color combos with the blue and yellow mainly is like they those are their two colors. You add the white in there. I think it's awesome. Uh, number eight, I agree with you with the Saints. The Saints jerseys are awesome, man. The black and gold, and like it's a diff, it's a lighter gold, so it's not like that yellow gold. It's like 
I don't know, bronze almost, you could say. It's just nice. It's a really cool combo. I like it a lot. Number seven, the Rangers. Patriotic as all can be. Okay. Uh, so that's really great there. Number six, I'm going with the Minnesota Wild. I love their logo. I think it's sweet. It's awesome. All right. So there are my 10 through six. All right, Josh, this is it. The top five best jerseys of all time. Well, I missed your eight there. So you said Rangers at seven? Yes. Rangers at seven. The Saints were eight. Oh, Saints. Warriors, nine. And yeah, the wild were six. Yeah, all right, yeah. Sorry. I missed. I knew you were talking about the Saints, but I was writing it down, but I didn't write it right away because I, I had the Saints listed too. Mm. All right. Number five. I'm taking those New York Rangers, baby. I agree with you. Red, white, and blue all day. Give me the blue shirts. Of course. Number four, I'm going a little bit newer, and I'm going San Diego Padres. Ever since I went out to San Diego, I have loved that place. I love that stadium. I love these New Jerseys. I kind of want a Tatis jersey. It's on my list of things to get. Number three, actually, you kind of convinced me about number three. It was higher on my list, but I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers. I love those powder blues, baby. They look so good and fresh. It's I think so great. They just, there's something great about it. Number two, I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers. They're a team to me, again, uh, kind of like with the Heat, but I like their jerseys better, the Sixers, that have just transitioned over the years. They have a lot of different flavors to their jerseys that I like. Mixing Wait. them actually with colors. What's up? Are you, let me know before you're about to say number one. Sure. So keep going with them. I just think the Sixers really have a primo jersey that I love and respect. Um, hate them as a team because I'm a Knicks fan, but I like the jerseys. I'm ready for number one. Go ahead. If these are the Yankees, I'm turning off the podcast and I'm done. Listen, I'll just say this. There is one evil empire out there. There is one jersey that stands above all else. And it, of course, it is the New York Yankees. Well, we're going to have to cut this short. I will we're see not you all cutting later. this short. But there's nothing better. There's nothing more iconic than those pinstripes. Give me the pinstripes at number one. The fact that they're not even going to be on your list, because I know that's the case, it's just not. a travesty to all sports and to all people. You, the hatred you have for the, this team is just a shame. Give me the Yankees. Play the music. Evil Empire style. Love it. Number yeah, I'm definitely – they're not doing it for me. No way. How are they going to be on my list? The jerseys are boring. Okay? Who wants pinstripes? You got one color. That's boring to me. We got two colors, but it's fine. What it's is fun. the other color? You, you're going to cream and white? Yeah, the white is a color. Yeah. <laughs> It's boring, man. All right, let's get with my actual Classy. top five. That's it's really classy. good. All right, All right number here. five, 76ers. You said it before. It's a sweet jersey. I love the logos. I just – it's patriotic, and it brings the, the fill to the city of Philadelphia. It really makes it great. Number four, I'm going with the Oakland A's. I love the color Ooh. combos. It's like this weird old-school kind of look, and I think it's just – it's great. Their color combos of yellow and green. Again, I don't think it should work, but it does, and it looks great. Number three, going with the Blue Jays, another old-school look. I like powder blue. I can't help it. You're going to see why in a little bit. But the Blue Jays are phenomenal. Their color combos are great. I, I just I think it's awesome. Number two, Blackhawks. We talked about this. This is a logo that literally has not changed, okay? The colors are great. 
I think the only thing that has changed on this jersey is the head of the Blackhawk has maybe up been updated. But it's just beautiful. It's a great crest. It's awesome. And number one, I put the New York Met. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that. Okay, number one are the Chargers. You talked about yeah. it earlier. I love the Chargers, man. Powder blue is the way to go. I wish more teams had it and started adding it into there. Powder blue is awesome. The old school lightning bolt is just great. You throw the yellow pants in there with the powder blue top. What a look. What a team. Go Justin Herbert. That's basically what I'm doing. Wow. Okay. Wow. I wish we're more similar than I thought they would be. Yeah, I, I'm actually – I was surprised. We did have different order, but, yeah, we did have some teams that were the same. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah, so, there it is. That's, that's, that's our, weeks. That's weeks of work done right there. Weeks of work done right there, and we'll have to have a new top ten for next week. We'll have to start some type of new trend, so we'll get that going with NHL and NBA playoff previews. Max and I are going to start doing our early prep work, of course. We start marching down into the summer in the fantasy football drafts. Of course. Can't wait. It's going to be a great summer. As always, Max, it is a pleasure. It's been fun hanging the nest with you and all of our listeners out there. We will see you next time. Later, everybody. 